With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. another episode of that's a rap podcast i'm your co-host jay rosales guys we are <laughs> jay you are on they're on-site reporter right now he's in jurassic park right now tell us what you see tell us what you hear no i'm i'm trying to find the one spot that isn't absolutely insane right now okay quick 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 recap game four just finished the raptors upended the warriors 105 92 a game that everyone assumed the warriors would win because right. of their championship pedigree because of the way that uh, they've been built and Clay coming back and Looney making a surprise appearance. Yes, sir. But you know what? We said this before the series. This is a better team. This is a team that's ready to handle this. And after four games, the Raptors are up 3-1. <laughs> and I am trying to find the quietest spot in downtown Toronto to, to do this podcast. The, the Ooh, NBA, guys, how are you feeling? let alone Golden State fans or you know the Bay Area, the entire NBA is stunned is stunned they have no words man and all toronto they they're screaming they're yelling i can hear from here they're honking like jay i i I honestly have no idea how you haven't gotten mauled yet i'm impressed but holy crap we are one win away to the larry o'brien trophy can you believe that guys guys i cannot dre how you feeling right now buddy well I'm not a Warriors fan right now, but as a Warriors fan generally, I've seen what a 3-1 can be. But that was an anomaly. That was a rarity. The fact that we are 3-1 with court possession in our favor right now and a Warriors team that looks like they're scrambling, I'm not going to say we've clinched it yet, but ever since the Kawhi trade... I felt like this was possible. We're almost there, guys. Mm-hmm. We are almost there. Remember, okay, so the Raps are up 3-1, to one, right? Uh, in history, there's only 34 times where 
record has been three to one in the final series. Only one team has come back from a three to one deficit, which is the Cleveland Cavaliers versus right. the Golden State Warriors. So no, we cannot say we've clinched this. Uh, no, we cannot say this is final because it's happened before against these Golden State Warriors. I- I'm sure they remember this, and I'm sure they're going to go out for revenge. But like you said, Dre, the it's in our favor. We have two games at home. We could possibly finish this. At home, the Larry O'Brien is going to be in Toronto on Monday for a celebration. And I don't know when the parade might be, but I don't want to look too forward. I'm just saying it, the cards are in our favor, boys. This is this is getting incredible. And it was in what is easily the biggest game in, ran, uh, in franchise history. And I feel like this is something that we keep saying time and time again throughout this series. This is uh, Throughout these playoffs, biggest game in franchise history. Time and time again, the Raptors have come through and won. Um, you guys were talking about how this is the uh, the only time that a team was down three to one and came back was the Cavs against these very Warriors in that same playoff uh, season. That same Warriors team came back from a three to one deficit against the Thunder, which was led by Durant. Right. So this Warriors team, um, specifically this Warriors team, because this is a Warriors team that doesn't have Durant, um, mm-hmm. has come back and has a history of coming back from a three one deficit against an elite two-way player such as uh, Kawhi Leonard. So we're, not, we're absolutely not planning any championship parades. But at the same time, guys, this mm-hmm. was a must-win for the Warriors. And it was the Raptors who came out with much more intensity, much more um, urgency. And we saw it in that third quarter. And this is something we talked about after Game 2. The fact that the Warriors had only won two quarters this entire series and both of those were in the third quarter and they are known as a third quarter team but in this instance it was the raptors that took the third quarter right. and absolutely destroyed it oh my god we demolished them man absolutely I and know. that's actually going to be my first number of the day and that's 16 that's the number of points that the raptors outscored the warriors in 16 points again reminder this is a warriors team that owns the third quarter mm-hmm. Uh, throughout the playoffs, they have been the better third-quarter team against every team except for the Rockets. So, amazing showing. The Raptors knew what they were going to, what what the Warriors are going to come out with, and they came out with much more urgency. Kawhi Leonard hitting two amazing three-pointers in the first minute, kind of setting the tone for this Raptors squad and saying, you know what, we're not going to sit back and just take whatever you give us. We're out here to take a stranglehold on this series. So that's my Sorry, first number. My second number, actually, which should have been my first number, is one. And you know what that is. How many more victories do we need? 48 minutes, baby. That's, actually that's a, a great way of looking at it. Yeah, that's yeah. a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> well done. What's funny, because like, like a, lot of, a, lot of, uh, a lot of coaches look at like, uh, breaking down a game into little segments. And they look at it in terms of a four-minute segment. And I was watching this game in that lens and watching in terms of would the Raptors win the 12 different four-minute segments? And as and I apologize for the noise behind me. I I am in downtown Toronto. Oh no, but, man! I, that's it's it's giving it's it's giving like an extra oomph because it feels like we're there with you, man. Absolutely, and you know this is going to be felt not just throughout Toronto but throughout Canada. We're feeling this victory, so yeah, absolutely. And throughout these uh, four-minute stretches, specifically in the third quarter, it was the Raptors that dominated. And say what you will about the rap, uh, the Warriors missing players, but at the end of the day, all they were really missing was KD. I get it. He's an amazing right. player. He's an elite player. But this is 
if you think about it, this is the 73-win team, right? The, set, the team that mm-hmm. set the NBA record for most wins in a season did not have Kevin Durant. And that's essentially what we just defeated in a must-win for Golden State. So yeah. Toronto fans have every right to be excited. And I, I, I'm saying, well, I'm not thinking about a championship parade, but I can't help but think about it after this victory. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, if I could just say one thing before you continue, Jay, uh, I'm gonna shout out, shout out our, our, our boy Chris Walder on Twitter. He realizes that the possible... Uh, last chance that came out of Oracle Arena is let's go Raptors. Think about that's that. That's true. Think about that for a second, man. Think of, yeah, that's a, that you're absolutely right. And like you know, we, we talk, exactly. They're moving what is it to San Francisco? To San Francisco? Yeah. San Fran, yeah. Um and wow. I'm not gonna get I'm not I'm not gonna get cute with my last number. My last number is thirty six. That's the number of points by Kawhi Leonard. And you know, I could have gone with some other like offensive rating number, defensive, whatever. But really, it boils down to who's the MVP of this team. Mm-hmm. He's the reason we are where we are at. Let's not get cute with this. The this was Raptors, the game that clinched it. Absolutely, and we talked about this on the last pod that you know Kawhi Leonard has played great, but not elite, and he hasn't had that moment yet. And this game, the way he came out in that third quarter, the way he hit some daggers in the fourth quarter, that was it. This was the Kawhi Leonard, I am here, I am a Toronto Raptor, and I am going to bring a championship to Canada. And that was it. Um, I, I can't wait man. to see what else happens from here on, but those 36 points, we needed every single one of them. We, and for the sixth consecutive game, the Warriors trailed by double digits. Uh, and the importance of that, is it six? I think possibly even the seventh, I can't remember. But the Warriors keep digging themselves into these holes. And while Portland wasn't good enough to maintain those leads, the Raptors are a different squad. And you can't give this Raptors squad a double-digit lead because they're not going to relinquish it. And that's what we saw for the entirety of the second half. So mm-hmm. right. those are my numbers. Ooh. Jay. Jay. Great digits. Jay, Dre, 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 you got to help me with this, man. Because I feel like there's not any <laughs> any negatives besides, besides maybe the first quarter. But, okay, so this is the thing. Kawhi Leonard, yes, he is the MVP. And when we do win on Monday, he will be the MVP of these finals. The thing about... I've got to ourselves. Yeah, I, I know, I know. It, it's it's kind of hard not to, okay? But Kawhi Leonard, I, I would say that he definitely hit those daggers in third and fourth quarter. But, honestly... I want to say it was in the first quarter that he kind of steadied as much as the ship as he possibly could. We were getting haymakers left, right, and center from Golden State, and it looked like it was going to be a bad game for the Raptors. We were going to have our tail in between our legs coming back to Toronto. But Kawhi was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to... I'm going to bring us back uh, and maybe not, you know, take the lead, but he's going to steady the ship. He's going to make sure that we have a fighter's chance. And it was because of Kawhi making sure that, you know, every opportunity he's going to get a, he's going to get a basket. He was doing those hustle plays. He was just taking over the game for us in the first quarter. He knew that if we had a fighter's chance, we could do the rest of it. The, and, and the rest of it was our bench. Serge Baca was incredible, incredible. Like the amount of times that I've, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before. How like you know what Abaka, I don't know about him. I, I like he he may be your X factor, but he's done some boneheaded plays in that stretch in that third quarter. He was instrumental. Yeah. The uh, offensive rebounds, the shot making, the just the decision making, the the pick and rolls with Kyle Lowry, the pick and rolls with Fred VanVleet. Like it was incredible what he could do. He was he was the one who 
we threw the deck or we threw the jabs and he threw the haymakers. And that's in that third quarter, I feel like Serge Ibaka really, really uh, swung the momentum in our favor. Mafuzi. And finally, uh, yeah, Mafuzi, my chef. Uh, and honestly, I, I feel like Nick Nurse has to have a lot of credit for this game. I yes. feel like he coached the hell out of this game um, in that third quarter specifically. Because remember, Jay, like you said, the third quarter is historically a Warriors quarter. You saw him throw out that box and one, and then Kerr threw out a smaller lineup with Curry and uh, Thompson and Quinn Cook. And then Nurse was like, that's fine. I'm going to keep a box in there because you guys have no bigs. And it worked perfectly for us. It was All like big, this yeah. chess match. You have to remember that Kerr has been here five straight years. Nick Nurse has never been here. And to have the cojones to call out those plays and rely on his starters to like, you know what, I'm going to let you guys ride this and we're going to, I'm going to call a couple of plays here and there. Uh, but whatever Kerr is going to throw out there, I'm going to adjust and I'm going to throw my line up there. I'm not going to fold. I'm not going to try to match up to you. I'm going to make you match up to us. And I feel like that's what he did. I thought this entire team, coaching staff up, or I guess coaching staff down, or general manager down, everything about this win makes me love, uh, validate my love for the Raptors. Guys, we're one friggin' game away from lifting yep. that Larry O'Brien trophy. One yep. game. I don't know and how to funny, feel. It's funny that you say we, because if we do win, we've got the parade. We have a very good chance of touching that thing. Yes. We're like, I'm sure it's hell going. I don't know about you oh, guys. Yeah. But oh, are you kidding me, man? I'll be like, there. How, it's how, how long away after the final game is it? Is it like a week or something or a couple of days? Well, like, I mean, the last time the Toronto team has won was the Jays. So you're going to have to ask the people who celebrated that. I don't remember, man. I don't know how it works. And I'm always, I'm always uh, watching uh, from afar all these parades. So uh, you got to ask them. Man. Well, it's funny that you asked me for some more positives because there's one that's been lingering in my mind the entire game. And I think it actually was a statement on this game. And this is what I was thinking beforehand. For me, the only thing I could think of were two things. Um, a statement by Draymond Green and a comment by uh, Kendrick Perkins, who seems to be the, the best Toronto ambassador since Drake for some reason. But yeah, I love that he's on our side. So Draymond Green, after game three was asked, you know, what's your strategy? He basically said, and I'm paraphrasing, well, we just win. Go to Toronto, win, and win at home. That's it. As if they had it locked. The Kendricks Perkins tweet I'm referring to is the fact that he was commenting on how Toronto didn't even celebrate winning in the finals. He said he, they're not satisfied. I've never seen that in a champion team, and I've been on a champion team with the Celtics, obviously, the 08 Celtics. So to me, what that meant, and that echoed in this game, the Warriors felt like they already had this, Toronto knows it's still to come. So one team's obviously fighting. The other team feels like they're celebrating. And that just echoed throughout this game where, yeah, the Warriors were playing very filthy to the point that Van Vliet got a tooth knocked out, you know, blood. <laughs> there oh, should have yeah. been at least a couple of technicals between Cousins' arm around, I think it was Lowry's neck. Like that, like I've seen Sam Cassell pulling that stunt. That should have been an immediate technical. All of the times Draymond was yelling at the ref, and you could hear what he was saying. He was saying some very bad stuff, only one T. But the point is, they were playing for blood, not to win. They were playing to hurt. They were playing because we were on their turf, and they didn't like that, that, we, were, that we were beating them. Well, guess what? We were playing for the prize. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. That's the difference here. 
you know, you've, you're a championship team. You should react better to this kind of situation. Elbowing in the head, I know that was partially an accident, but amongst all the other dirty plays, come on. I, I know we had a couple too with, with Abaka. I love you, buddy, but, but you, get, you get a little rowdy. Come on now. But <laughs> as a whole, as a whole that, those two things ring true to me. The fact that the Warriors felt like they already had this for the fourth time. We're fighting for the first time. And it's clearly evident in this three-one overtaking that we had. Man, don't you re- don't you feel like uh, all of Oracle and the Warriors were just getting so shook, like they were getting frustrated by like we've never seen this before. What yeah. I, I I feel like a lot of um, players and coaches and fans are just like I well, I don't how do you feel? And we're on the exact same boat because like we don't know how to feel either. They're more of like I don't uh, we were always in the uh, on the winning side and then we're always on the losing losing side. It's like a complete opposite feeling, but we're kind of reacting the same way. You know what I mean? Well, it's like that episode of SpongeBob. Not to be a two year old, but the one where Plankton. Uh, I, I think it's the one where he invent a parallel universe and he could become Mr. Krabs. And it's like, what do you do now that you have the Krabby Patty? You want to steal the formula? I don't know. I've never been this far before. I didn't think it was going to work. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh, anyway, this... speaking on that stupid point, I've got some very slight negatives. Because okay. luckily, this is one of those instances where they fix things around. So okay. I've got three, okay, two negatives and one takeaway because this is a special circumstance. And these are going to be brief. Driving to the rim during droughts, you know, like in the first half when we just weren't hitting the bucket, doing crazy threes, uh, crazy hook shots, drive to the rim. This is obviously a team that's playing physical, play physical, drive to the rim. We mm-hmm. did that in the second half. We were fine. Don't fall for their screens because they have a very good way of creating a cluster mess so so Clay or Steph can be open. Luckily, we bite into that, and it ended up being steals on our side. Finally, you got to always play full hustle. The first half was a little lackadaisical. Second half was much better. But the whole game, full hustle. Because this full hustle is the running up the stairs to claim the gold. You have to do it. Mm-hmm. It's, you, you just have to play full hustle because, as you said, these could be the final 48 minutes of the 2019 season. That's it. I was thinking before I was thinking before the, we entered this game that even getting a third win against this, this squad, especially with Looney making a surprise appearance, with Clay coming right. back, um, even a third victory would have been very difficult. And we got basically what you would expect out of the Warriors. You know, combined from Curry and Thompson, 55 points, eight threes, a very efficient shooting from both of them. And that's what you would hope for as a Golden State Warriors fan. And despite all this, and I, I feel like I'm repeating myself because this is exactly what I said after game three. Despite this, because remember in game three it was Curry scoring 47. With Clay coming back, you figure that uh, that number is obviously going to go down. But with a combined 55 points, despite this, the Raptors still won by double digits. Um, mm-hmm. This is, you know, again as a Warriors fan, this is what you would expect them to do. You expect them to come firing in all cylinders. And at the end of the day, it was the Raptors' defense that came out. I remember telling I was I was I was at Real Sports with a bunch of my friends. And I was telling one of my buddies that you know. Yes, I get it. The Warriors have scored 109 points in each of their three games. Um, but the one thing that Steve Kerr made very apparent in his press conference leading into this game was that their defense is what was going to carry them to victory. And again, with everyone assuming that the Warriors were going to even the series, 
my focus was on, okay, well, if the Warriors are going to bring it defensively, what are we going to bring defensively? And limiting right. this Warriors squad to 92 points on their home court with Clay Thompson back in and playing like he didn't even look like he was injured, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Right. And limiting this team to 92 points, absolutely a masterpiece. Agreed. Did, did, do you guys know what happened to, uh, to Marcus Cousins? Yeah, because he left. I, I, I kind of missed that. Yeah, exactly. And, and the thing is, that's what they had to do. They had to play more Looney and Bogut. And Looney was not, not 100% no, to play. I don't, he was very I feel like he shouldn't have played, to be honest. Like, that was kind of sketchy. And then Bogut, Bogut is not, you know, he's not mobile enough. He He's just shoving everybody and playing rugby on an NBA floor. Like, it's it, it wasn't a good look. <laughs> it's uh, the Aussie in him. Yeah. So I'm, I'm intrigued of, of where Boogie is at. Uh, again, yeah. we only got we only got one more game. So does this mean like they have pressure for KD to come back? Does this mean that Boogie, you know, is gonna have to play heavier minutes? Uh, the hamstring looks good, like you said, Jay, for for Clay Thompson. So, but I feel like uh, the defense that we've been playing against Stephen Curry is intoxicating. Like it's yeah. it, it, Fred Van Vliet, both Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry, and Danny Green have been all over. Uh, Stephen Curry switching at yeah. every single possession, and when it hit those threes, those are those are good threes, but those are very contested threes, and that's okay. Absolutely, and uh, you know you were mentioning uh, if uh, Duran is going to come back, and um, Tim and Sid brought up an excellent point. If Durant was going to come back, it would have been today because today was the deciding factor. Does Golden State tie? and bring the series back to an even match? Or do they bring it so they have to win three and we have to win one? Like, this was a very important game, and that that's um, that's mirrored by how Steve Kerr dealt with the final quarter, where last game, we touched, up, we touched upon it, the Warriors were pulled out within like a minute 50 to go as if it was like, hey, we're just going to win the next one. We need to rest right now. And I feel like uh, Steve Kerr tossing the towel a little early. This time, everybody was out. And it was almost the exact same kind of differential. Last time it was 12 points. I think it was 11 until the until the very end. Like, it wasn't that much difference. And it's like, he still had all of his, all of his mains, all the people that he needed on the floor. And that shows that, like, this game was the deciding factor. So if Durant didn't even make an appearance right now, and another point that Steve, uh, uh, Tim and Sid brought up, when we saw him in the tunnel after last game, that ice pack on his, on his leg was a little low for a calf injury, don't you think? Doesn't that look more like, a, I don't know, Achilles? To me, it, it, I don't think he's coming back, like yeah. at all. And if they're going to try and force it the way that they're forcing Looney, who clearly was uncomfortable on the floor, or Cousins, who if he left for those reasons, clearly it's not helping him, or Thompson, who had a great game, but if he steps funny, that's it. He's he could be done for a year. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to push through all that. I don't know because yes, it might cost them a title, but what about these their careers? You know, like yeah. this could really screw them up. But no matter what, at the end of the day, we have Kawhi Leonard, man. Kawhi friggin' yeah. Leonard. So Fred Van Vliet uh, at the post game interview, they just asked what sh- what changed in the second half. Well, Eric Kareem uh, asked Fred Van Vliet what changed in the second half. And what he responded was, Kawhi Leonard came out and hit two FU shots. <laughs> Which is so yeah, true. He, exactly. he made a, a huge three-pointer, and then he stole the ball and then made another three-pointer. Like, right it's off the bat in the, in, the, in the third quarter. 
Speaking of Kawhi Leonard, uh, apparently he is one game away from tying the NBA record for most 30-plus games, points-wise, in a playoff appearance. And uh, number one is Kobe Bryant with 15. Kawhi Leonard has 14, his first season as a Raptor. 14! He surpassed Michael Jordan. Just a quick clarification on that. That's over the last 20 years. If you extend that out over NBA history, it's actually the record is 16, which, again, is only one more. Um, but the way these Raptors are playing, they will only have one more game. So it's it's an amazing stat to see. Um, you yes. know, all the Kawhi is staying um, murmurs you've been hearing throughout the season. They are now loud, loud, loud. Um, <sighs> I'm no longer. I mean, I never was questioning it. You guys know, you know, you guys know where I stand with this. I've never questioned oh, yeah. it from the beginning. Um, but guys. That, this is it. Like, this is, <laughs> I can't put it into words how exciting this is. Like, we yes. took it from a team that was more desperate than us, and we just owned them. And now, take a look at this stat. The Raptors have now won seven out of eight games against the two best teams in the NBA. They have I, now won four out of, sorry, five out of six games against the Warriors all season. So, yep. really, what do the Warriors have to lean on in terms of, we can win three straight games against this Raptor squad. And that is even if you consider the fact that, let's just say, for, for example, that their only trump card at this point is Kevin Durant's coming back. Are we really confident? Again, to your, to your guys' point about where he, how he looked at the end of game three with that ice pack sitting, not really on his calf, but on his ankle, he didn't look that great. Mm-hmm. And even just limping around, he wasn't even playing. And to see him limping around like that, I'm not too confident. And I've said this from the beginning of the series. I'm not too confident that we're going to see him this series. And even if he does come back, how healthy is he? And even then, you expect that team to beat this Raptor squad three straight times? I don't think so. I don't, so, come, yeah, come Monday, I'm ready to party. I don't think I've stopped smiling since 9 p.m. So, okay, Raptors <laughs> fans, uh, wherever you are today, make sure, be safe. Jay, please, for the love of God, get home safely because I've seen yes, on Twitter right here. now uh, people are on polls, people are on street cards, but I'm loving it. Okay, <laughs> but finally, come Monday night, this possibly could be the last game of the season, last game of uh, the Raptors season because we could uh, have a chance to win that Larry O'Brien trophy. If you're a Raptors fan, uh, and if you're like all of us that's been, you know, through the thick and thin, be with everybody that you want to be with to share this moment with. Because I'm having my entire family, my wife's entire family come over in their extremely small apartment just to be together, just to feel this monumental moment in history, in sports history. Because Ooh. this is the number one thing I love about sports is that it brings people together in whatever generation or whatever uh position you're in it just you you, you're allowed to feel good about something so i want you guys on monday if we win or lose come together to watch this raptors team to cheer on this raptors team hopefully lift that larry o'brien trophy one more win until monday boys that's a wrap man i'm really glad that Kawhi hit that shot in philly bounce 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 bounce